Alright, welcome to the Red Triangle Sports Podcast, where the, uh, the other guys on the podcast tonight didn't know I was playing the music, so they were giggling the whole time. Um, we're going to talk Sons of Fantasy Football tonight. I'm your host, Mac Kozlowski, Denver Desert Dog, joined by Steel Curtain, Eddie Mitchum. It's good to be here, Matt. And uh, joining us tonight also, the Cooper Klux Klan, Anthony Fegley. Uh, what was a pleasure about four hours ago? What? You there? Yeah, what'd you say? I said it was a pleasure about four hours ago. Oh, sweet. Whatever. Well, we're going to talk week four tonight. I am uh, I'm on the board with a win. Excited about that. Eddie, you too. Congrats. But well, the, prediction came through of every 0-1 team winning. That's true, it did. Um, the uh, the bold <laughs> news today, though, has to be Josh Gordon. <laughs> right out the gates. No, uh, Josh Gordon, two years late, decides to go to rehab. Um, and he's going to step away from football for a little bit, a week away from his debut. Good thing we have his uh, his owner on with us tonight. We'll, uh, we'll go to Fegley for his thoughts. Penny for your thoughts. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I have anything on it, to be honest with you. He's an idiot. That's all I can really say. The only words I have for it. Idiot. You going to keep him next year? think about it it's comical it's hilarious not for Fegley's sake no definitely the, not the whole John Gordon thing is a comedy and it's great that it's not great but it's just fitting that it's in Cleveland and where this seems to always happen maybe he maybe he can take Johnny Menzel with him so he can resurrect his career two years late well I'm glad you brought that up because that was my one thought thinking about this whole thing how dumb are the Browns that they put Manziel on this team with this dude? Like, the two dudes that can't keep their noses clean, the Browns are like, yeah, we'll have both of them. Just, you know, they'll, they'll be great together. They're going to be our quarterback-wide receiver duo for the next ten years. It's a Browns power move. <clears throat> yeah, so they're stuck with Terrell Pryor, Cody Kessler, Corey Coleman, when he comes back, that team's a dumpster fire. Um, I'd get Kirk Cousins everywhere this week, and I'd play him everywhere. He's going to be my FanDuel quarterback that lights you guys up this week for the third week in a row. So, um, not a lot on the waiver wire last night. I think we had Jeremy out of defense, and uh, sure spent $9 on a running back on a bye week. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about uh, Wendell Smallwood going to Abusement Park. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna put in for him as well, but I wasn't gonna put in enough to win it, so I'm not mad that I forgot to do it. I checked this morning and saw nine dollars. I wasn't gonna go there again because I did that. I went eight and six on two guys last week. Um, I don't mind the pickup. I don't care that he's on a bye week. I think what we saw is that if Ryan Matthews is banged up, he's gonna get a lot of the carries, so I don't mind. Uh, the pickup because he kind of declared himself as the number one handcuff to Matthews. So that's what intrigued me. Um, I was going to drop Vincent Jackson to get him and just keep trying to stockpile pieces for when someone decides they want to try and make a move to replace some of the dismal running backs that are making roster starts in our league. I would have plenty of them to give away. But uh, I didn't want to go over $9 for him because I don't want to do that waiting for a guy that or on a guy that's waiting for an injury, I'd rather wait and be able to spend for the guy that has the injury like we saw with D'Angelo Williams last year. Fags, any thoughts on Smallwood? Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to agree with you. Um, I think for his team, it's a good pickup just to see if he, you know, he, he obviously can take the flyer on him. He had some room on his bench, so, you know, for his team, I think it makes sense. For some other teams, I think it would have been tough to drop somebody to add him. 
Since we're talking about Smallwood, Ed, um, you had made a comment to me last week that... I thought you were going somewhere else with that. No. <laughs> no, I'm, we're going to get the Butler's team later. Um, you made a comment to me last week about Ryan Matthews. Now that we know that he was hurt, do you take that comment back or no? Uh, yeah, I think so, but... Yeah, I remember what I said. You said if I was, you said Sproles and Barner are explosive, something like that. If I was the Eagles, I wouldn't ever give Matthews a snap again or something like that. That extreme, I think I said that you had to be worried about how good they were. I said that Barner was explosive. I did say that, and I really thought he was. Um, yeah, I think I think it just shows that they're going to have caution with him. I, I feel like they're confident with what they have behind him, so I think it's still worrisome because I think if he has the smallest ding and isn't 100%, they're going to sit him down because they have an arson behind him, it looked like. All right. That's fair. I mean, I think Matthews will be okay, but I'm happy that the bye week's coming now in this case. Not so happy that it's coming with Eddie Lacy because right now Alfred Morris is uh, my RB2 this week. Because Eddie wouldn't make a trade this week. No one wants to help you fix that. That's fine. I have the worst team in the league, so that's fine. Nobody wants good players. You're also the first guy to say, I don't look at bye weeks, so you deserve to sit this one through. What do you mean? Draft. You always say that you don't look at bye weeks. You're just trying to get the best guy. Yeah. You deserve through this one. And it would have paid off if Doug Martin hadn't been hurt, so I'd be okay. Yeah, I got you. Did you, not, did, you not trade, did you not trade for Matthews after the Martin injury? Yeah, because I needed him for last week and I didn't play him. Um, so you for a guy after the injury that's on by the same week as Lisa, you got me. That's fine. That's fine. All right, let's get into the week four matchups. Um, I'm going to start off with take your ball, go home versus the Fleetwood franchise. We'll start off with Stein's team, who... You know, I had number three in the power rankings. No one responded or cared or even texted me about it. I actually forgot to read them. I saw it and I was, got tied up and forgot to read them. That's all right. I had Stein three, I think. Um, now that he's got some running backs on his team and Bell's back and Brady's a week away, I think this team is really tough. Um, one of the guys that I think makes it tough put up a goose egg last week. Anybody concerned about Kelvin Benjamin? Um, I don't think I'm concerned, but I think it shows that Benjamin isn't as good as he was the first two weeks. I wasn't really that high on coming into the year. He wasn't one of my targets. Um, I just wanted to see something from him after after the knee injury, and I still don't believe that, you know, it's going to sound dumb saying this, but I still don't think Cam's a good quarterback. And I don't think Benjamin's a good receiver because he drops too many balls, but... Uh, so that's why I wasn't high on him, but he was explosive the first two weeks. I think that that was more of a fluke with a goose egg than, than the fact that he's not good. I think he'll be fine this week. Um, I think he's going to break out again against Atlanta. Yeah, I would, I would have to agree with you there, Eddie. Um, I don't think there's anything to worry about here. I, I think that he, uh, he comes back and bounces back or has a good week. Um, so I would have to agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really concerned either. Um, the, the nice thing about Benjamin is you know the red zone targets are going to be there. I think last week was just a dominant performance by Minnesota. And speaking of Minnesota, I want to get into them next. <clears throat> is there a shot the Vikings can finish as a top 15 player in our league this year? What Was, was Denver top 15? Uh, they were definitely top 20. Was Denver top 15? Uh, I think I said they were definitely top 20. Oh, I was just going to ask that. Yeah, I think that would be an interesting to look at is to go back and see. <laughs> <laughs> to go back and see where the, where the uh, Broncos were after week three and their scoring and 
compare that to what the Vikings have done because I think what they've done has been uh, astronomical in scoring. I think you can't win games unless you have them in your lineup for daily, and they've been really good. I think they're doing it with a lot of guys we've never heard of, too. Some of the guys that are coming up with sacks and strip sacks are guys that are not really premier pass rushers, so uh, it's kind of crazy. I remember sitting back and thinking about uh, what everyone was saying when they lost Bridgewater, and it's unfortunate because they were so close to being a Super Bowl contending team, and I was wondering what they were talking about, and uh, I think after seeing this defense for three weeks, I think they were a lot closer to being right than wrong because this defense is certainly very good. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. Um, you know, just think that Stein only paid $2 for this team, um, and it's right now the leading team in the league is kind of a crazy stat, especially with before the season started, you guys have been talking about um, how important defenses are. Oh, we are not supposed to podcast tonight. This is not fun. Um, all right, let's let's move forward. If we get him back on, we get him back on. What do you make of Devontae Parker? We're going to move over to the franchise here. You like Parker? Um, do I like Devontae Parker? I think tonight could be a night in which we find out if we like him or not. I think that the Spangles defense is not as good as we thought it was. Uh, they're banged up on the back end. Uh, Drake for Patrick, I've been saying it for years, ever since I watched him play in person, I think he stinks, and I don't even know if he's playing tonight. Um, seems like Pac-Man's kind of taking a step backwards. His, his mouth is officially bigger than his play on the field has been so far this year, so I think tonight we'll find out if, he, if he's a guy we like or not. Everyone liked him coming into the season. As, a, as an explosive threat, but it seemed like Miami didn't like him, so everyone kind of backed off of him. And now, last week, he got the opportunity to show, being healthy, that he is the explosive guy that we thought he was. It's just question mark for me is, is it going to be sustainable, or is it going to be hit and miss? Um, I'm going to lean on the side of hit and miss just because it's Tannehill, and this is a bad team. But to contradict my own statement, um, they have no run game, so they're going to need him. All right, I mean, I, I like Devontae Parker. thought he had a nice game in the last two weeks, actually. So I think he has a chance to be uh, this year's Doug Baldwin. So I, I like Doug Baldwin a lot. Um, last year, he finished the year real strong. I think Devontae Parker could be the guy that takes off halfway through this year and ends up turning himself into a real nice receiver uh, coming into next year. <clears throat> One more question about the franchise. Uh, how bad do you think these guys need a running back right now? Theo Riddick as their RB2. Um, they're actually running out Hopkins, Cooks, Macklin, and Parker and their wide receiver and flex position, so that's not too bad. Um, but there's absolutely no running back depth on this team. T.J. Yeldon, I think he's just a couple weeks away from being bypassed in Jacksonville. And uh, Chris Thompson, DeAndre Washington, the other two guys uh, on the bench here. I think this team needs a running back. What do you guys think? <clears throat> You're talking about the Fleetwood franchise? Sure am. I was trying to get Fegley back on, sorry. That's all right. Technicalities, but... Um, yeah, I, I, this is a team that I tried to sell a running back to, and I've been on storms about trying to get a running back. Been down with Ingram for, since the start. Um, I just don't think the defense is good enough for him to be carrying the load on the ground. I know he did look pretty decent on Monday night, but the game flow I think is going to take him out of a lot of games. Um, I texted, I tried to trade a running back receiver combo to Storms last week for Macklin, and Macklin stank this week. Um, I texted him and said, you know, if you would have taken um, that trade, would have won. But he seems content to kind of let things play out for a little bit and not press the panic button, which I respect. Um, but I do think he's got to add a running back somewhere, and he does know that. Um, he, he did tell me he does need the running back somewhere along the line. 
Alright, yeah. Sorry for the technical difficulties tonight. Our IT manager, Shane Stein, isn't here with us tonight. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, when Shane's not here, we have a little trouble with technology. So, that happens. Alright, I'm going to move over to the Bull Weevils versus the Hammer. Next matchup. Uh, one question for each team. Bull Weevils, is this team good? You still have me on mute. Figure it out. We need yeah, to figure I, it out. I think he's better than we thought he was. I'm sorry. I'm trying to do too many things at once. I think he's better than we thought he was. We, this is a guy we thought was making tea times last week. And uh, like we talked about earlier in the week, if Michael's the guy, this team gets a lot better. And it certainly seems like he's going to be the guy. Rawls has done nothing to get himself on the field. He's done nothing to push Michael as a guy that they liked coming into the season, saying he had a great training camp. Um, Allen Robinson gets going a little bit last week, which we knew was going to happen eventually. Um, Hilton's schedule softens up nicely. And we talked about Shepard last week, so we don't really need to say that uh, anything about him. So, yeah, I think this team's better than we thought it was at first. I think think it still hinges on the running backs. If Michael can lock it down, and McCoy can be explosive like he was last week. This, I think this team's still every bit in contention. You hit me right on the head there. It's what I talked about in the power rankings, that Chris Team Michael makes his team uh, pretty good. So I think uh, I think this team's trending upwards, and it's not time to sell just yet. Um, question for the Hammer. Is this team good? <laughs> I'm still going to say... No, because put up a monster week against you last week. Man, it was so fluky. I think it was just because he was playing me, and that's what people do against me. I said I joked in the broadcast that his flex guys would probably go for sixty because he was playing against me, and he got an explosive performance out of his flex guys. Um, I think that Terrell Pryor experiment is not sustainable. That's not going to happen every week. Um, It may never happen again. Um, so I, I still think that it's very green and brown dependent. I think that's still two guaranteed losses. I still don't know what Melvin Gordon's going to bring us because, again, like with Ingram, I think that defense is not going to allow him to be that much part of the game. Um, and I still am not sure if he's good or not. He was carried by touchdowns the first two weeks and um, still not sure what he's bringing for him. So I'm still going to say no, they're not good. Yeah, I'm I'm completely up in the air on this team too. I I feel like all I feel, like I said in the power rankings, I feel like all the teams in the league are good to an extent. Um, but I'm coming around on Butler's team. He's got a nice starting lineup. Devontae Freeman showed us what he can do. Uh, again, Gordon has had a nice start to his season. Big Green Brown fan, obviously. Witten, he's been a surprise for all the trash I talked about him. Prior, you know, like you said, that experiment may not happen again, but he's definitely going to be used in that offense in some way, shape, or form. The the guy on the team, like, is Sammy Coates rosterable in, in a league anymore? Um, take, man, your, take your Steelers hard hat off before you answer this. I think I'm answering it without it on. Uh, I just think, I don't know, he, he has every feel of Deshaun Jackson of old about him. If he can get that big catch, then he's going to have a good week. And that's, that's all they're using him for right now, is that big catch. Uh, but it seems like two or three, four times a game, they're going to try and let him beat a corner one-on-one, and Ben's going to throw it up to him. Um, that's they did a ton the first two weeks, and they did it successfully right out, right out the gates against the Philadelphia Eagles, and they didn't come back to it. I didn't understand that, that they didn't come back to it, because I feel like they could have gotten that a couple more times, uh, probably just because Ben didn't have the time for it to develop, but a long way around, um, I think he's probably rosterable on this team. I don't know if there's any other teams that could carry him. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I think maybe... He's worth owning on this team because he could be Brown Insurance if Brown were to ever go down. Coach would obviously have to take on a big role then. 
Um, but I just I'm not sure it's going to happen this year for Sammy Coates. All right. Oh, first of all, who wins? <laughs> Take your ball and go home versus Fleetwood franchise. And no, I don't have standings. I wasn't even going to ask. I figured. Thanks. Um, I'm going to go with Shane, surprisingly, even though I've dogged him all year. He's finally got Bell back. I think Bell's going to be explosive this week. Um, like you said, he's kind of getting the running back situation sorted out, so I'll go Shane. Yeah, me too. Uh, if I didn't if I didn't like Spears' team so much, I think Stein would be the best team in our division. Um, who's winning? Bull Weevils versus Hammer. I'm going to go with the Bull Weevils. I will take the Hammer. And hopefully be able to live to talk about it. Um, Alright, Abusement Park versus the Sea Wolves. Start off with Abusement Park. I feel like we beat this drum all the time. Drew Brees on the road um, at San Diego. Gets a favorable matchup against the San Diego defense. But are we worried that Brees is not at home in prime time? game shapes up to be a, sh- a shootout I think I think Breeze will be okay um, I think it's going to be a lot of passing and high scoring with two pretty bad defenses yeah I- I'm just excited for the Saints bye week so we don't have to talk about Drew Breeze on a podcast I feel like that dude's always in our show um, I'm not I'm not too worried either I think he has a nice week I actually like uh, the Saints to cover that line on the road. I think they're actually dogs. Um, I think Breeze has a nice game. I think him and Rivers get into a nice old-school shootout between the two of them. should be a fun game to watch. I'll tell you who is to worry about in that game is uh, Brandon Cooks. uh, Yeah, Cooks. Um, Verrett seems to be approaching that top corner status I mean he's certainly pretty good he's kind of been locking down some guys in some matchups uh, Cook's not really relevant in the last game um, that guy as much as everyone wanted to love him coming into the season I know you, I said it to you over and over and over again everyone wanted to talk about the garbage time stats that Allen Robinson put up last year but I felt like no one was talking about the garbage time stats that Cooks had that made him relevant in that last third of the season to half of the season um, and I still think there's some concern with him yeah there, there's definite concern with him the one thing that he can't do that a lot of those you know top 15 preseason receivers can do he, he can't beat guys one on one for uh, balls in the air 50-50 balls that's not his game obviously you know he doesn't have height um, his game is, he's a burner, kind of like a T.Y. Hilton. Um, I actually think I may prefer Hilton over him right now. Um, I still like Cooks a lot, but there's definite issues there that, first of all, Breeze, he's going to always make the smart throw. He's going to throw the open man. Um, they usually have four plus guys going out on pass routes, um, there's no way that he's going to force balls to Cooks just to get Cooks his volume. So that's probably the concern with Cooks there. Um, Verrett, Verrett's going to follow him? I would imagine. I'm pretty sure that's what he's done the first couple weeks here. Okay. I just I just wonder. I have nothing to back this notion up, but I just think, I feel like, like you said, he can't go up and win balls in the air. I, th- I think he's probably a guy that also struggles compared to those top 15 guys uh, with a guy that can get up in his face and play bump and run. I don't, I don't think he has uh, the ability to get off the press and get himself open. He's more of a run-by-you kind of guy or catch-and-run kind of guy, and I think that if he gets jammed into the line of scrimmage, it kind of takes Breeze's eyes off of him quickly. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Um, let's move over to the Seawolves. What's Sammy Watkins' deal? Oh, look at this. 
Kenny Stills, long touchdown. Nice. What's Sammy Watkins' deal? What is the status on him right now? I haven't even been keeping up with it. He didn't practice today. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, th- I think I think that move you made looks better and better as the days go by. I, he's a guy that, when we tried to break down rankings before the season, he's a guy that we all we all said, what are you going to get out of him? How many games are you going to get? It's always a concern. Um, so, yeah, it's starting to really look scary for Watkins owners. Sneaky move in that deal for me is John Brown looked pretty good last week. Six for 70. Michael Floyd out with a concussion. Brown might be uh, getting some getting some moves here. And the nice part, going back into that deal, and I talked to Phil a little bit on Sunday about it. I fought him so hard to try and get Corey Coleman in that deal. And uh, it ended up paying off for me. Yeah, I mean, if Floyd's out, that helps you a lot. I think... Um... I'm obviously got his down on Brown, but if that if that Floyd thing is a real deal and he misses a couple games, that that clearly helps him, um, allows him to get on the field probably in two wide receiver sets. Um, as much as we think Carson and Palmer slings the ball over the field, they don't run as many three wide receiver sets as we think they do. Um, so that's the one thing that I've been having to knock on him about. So if he gets the uptick with being on the field more in two wide receiver sets, it's obviously better for him. Um, that combined with the fact that they were getting shellacked last week by the Browns probably had something to do with his volume. Um, so we'll have to see what he does in a game that's closer before we know what his true value is. First of all, the Browns have never shellacked anyone in their lives. The Bills, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I know. I was just trying to make a joke about Cleveland. Who wins Seawolves versus Park? I need more than like five seconds to look at these to actually break them down. Um, Just look at the projections. ESPN's always right. Just look at the projections. ESPN's always right. Yeah, always. Uh, I'll go with the Abusion Park. I still think they're a pretty good team. I'll take the park as well. Move over to the Patriots versus the Clan. I think D'Angelo's still flex-worthy, even with Bell coming back. Uh, That's a question I think is very valid. Um, I, for one, think that D'Angelo's not going to disappear this year. I said it last week. I don't think he's going to disappear. I don't think they want to go into the playoffs with no running backs. I don't think they want to run Bell into the ground. They know what D'Angelo can do. I think they'd be dumb to just make him disappear. Um, I I think they need to keep guys healthy if they really have the focus on winning the Super Bowl. Um... I think this week will tell him. We won't know till after this week if he's still flex-worthy or not. we got to see how many touches he gets, uh, how many snaps he gets um, to find that out. I think I'd like to wait a week to figure that out. Um, but if Snead doesn't go, got to wonder who else he could slot into that flex. Yeah, it's going to have to be him uh, or Eddie Royal, really. And that's not a game Pavacaz is wanting to play. Unless Delaney Walker's healthy, then he could run him out there. Um, definitely interesting situation coming up here with the Patriots. Um, he really needs Jamal Charles to come back and be Jamal Charles in a big way. Yeah, he's desperate for it. Um, I think the, the Jeffrey concerns have become real. Uh, D'Angelo's obviously going away this is the weeks I've been waiting to see what this Patriots team rounds in the form and what what starts to look like here as I mentioned on the power rankings there's a big trade chip there though um, either quarterback Newton or Stafford could definitely help out someone so uh, I think that the Patriots are definitely not done yet um, Cooper Cluck's clan time um, you guys concerned? Are you concerned with Golden Tate and what he's been doing so far? Yeah, I am. Um, as I got week, I sit here and say I hate Tate and hate Baldwin. Baldwin keeps making me look dumb. Tate keeps making me look smart. Um, so I'm batting 500 with those two. Um, but it can only get better. 
is what I keep thinking. It can only get better. Teams are going to have to start taking away Marvin Jones, I think. I hope they don't. Um, but I think that they're going to have to because he seems to be the number one. And I said that in the preseason. I said it on draft night that Marvin Jones would be better than Tate. I've been right so far, but I think it's going to get better for Tate. Um, it has to. But, yeah, I think it's definitely concerning out the gates. Yeah, the issue with Tate, I think, is Tate's been a slot guy his whole career. And now they force him outside because Anquan Bolden is the slot guy on this team. And I think it's making a big difference. Bolden's actually looked better than Tate, too, so far. Um, I think Tate will be just fine, though. It's just going to take a little bit of time for him to get used to uh, the way defenses are treating him and Jones. I think he'll be just fine. Is there is there a guy on Fegley's team right now that can be a Josh Gordon replacement, or is he kind of stuck with what he's got right now? Um, I'm not sure how desperate Fegley was to get Josh Gordon back. Um, I think he's kind of he's kind of overreacting in his disappointment that he doesn't have him. I don't really think he needs him because it's going to get better for Tate. Uh, Baldwin's been good. I think he's okay with Fitzgerald there. I think that was probably going to be better than Gordon anyway. Um, I don't know. I think we were putting a lot of stock in Josh Gordon with Kester playing quarterback. I mean, who knows what Josh Gordon was going to be anyway. Yeah. Uh, with Coleman seems to be kind of taking the lead dog role. He's getting a lot of touches. He seems like he's the goal line guy. So he's definitely fine in the flex. So I don't really think he needed him as much as he's acting like he did. All right, who wins, Clan versus Patriots? I'm going to go with the Klan. Uh The running backs have been solid. They do face Forte against Seattle and Murray against Houston. Um, but I think that he still gets it done. I will take the Klan reluctantly. Um, too many question marks with Papakaz's team right now. Cadet and Corella running back is rough. Uh, Sneed, don't know if he's going to play. Walker banged up. Jeffrey banged up. Jones hasn't really been practicing the last two weeks. A lot of question marks around that team. Um, so I'm just going to stay away from him for a week. Let him go 3-1. and one, Fall back to the rest of us. And then uh, I'm sure he'll have a different look in week five. Let's move over to my game. Uh, team Ice Cream versus the Denver Desert Dogs. Start off with ice cream. Are you okay with him starting Alex Smith at Pittsburgh? I feel like that's a bad matchup. Yeah, it seems like it would be. Um, the thing that's a concern for the Steelers defense that maybe makes it okay is all the injuries they took on against Philadelphia. Uh, Shazier's still not practicing. Uh, I'm not sure what Timmons' status is. I, I think he's probably. I think he just had to get stitched. So I'd imagine he'd be okay. Uh, but a lot of guys went down. Um, but with Rodgers on by, he would have to go out and look at a look at a a stream pick, and I'm not even sure what the stream options are for this week. Uh, top stream option right now, I think, is Brian Hoyer, Blaine Gabbert, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brian Hoyer. I would have looked hard at Ryan Tannehill for tonight, to be honest with you. That's interesting. I wouldn't have ever thought that, but... No, but I think, like I said earlier, I think Cincinnati's secondary is suspect. Yeah. Uh, and I think that their run game is an extreme absence, so... Um, but game flow... I don't think, think... I don't think Tannehill was available. He just got dropped today, so he's on, he's on the wire. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the sneaky... The sneaky, dirty secret about the Steelers, they're not very good on the road. I think I talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, that whole team stinks on the road sometimes. Uh, they're a great home team. They're at home this week. I would want to stay away with that. But I understand what Spears is doing with Alex Smith. Alex Smith is never going to lose you a week in fantasy. Um, and he's got a similar skill set to Wentz. Which, if I know Troy, that's what he's thinking right now. Um, Wentz, similar skill set to Smith. Wentz carved up Pittsburgh. Why can't Smith? Um, 
So, you know, it may work out for him. I'd say you can expect 15 to 16 points, and I think he'd be okay with that, especially against my poopy team, which has Alfred Morris as the running back two right now. Um, is this a violation? Can Alfred Morris be started this week? A violation? Uh, he has two touchdowns this year in three games, so um, I'm not sure if he's kind of rounded in to be their goal lineback or what. But that's certainly what you need to be depending on is that he gets a goal line carry and punches it in because uh, seven carries, five carries, and five carries in the first three games, he's not going to do it with volume. Um, so you're going to need him to find the end zone, um, which against San Francisco, I think that the opportunities could be there. Yeah, that's kind of my thought process. There's no waiver wire running back this week really to get, otherwise I would have paid the farm for him um, just because of where I'm at right now but Morris uh, some people are calling this a trap game for the Cowboys at San Francisco um, no Des Bryant most likely I think that's part of the oh he is okay I think that's part of the reason why I like Morris I feel like they're going to have to run the ball um, and I don't think Zeke can take you know 30, 30 carries by himself so I think Morris can maybe get five to ten touches, and I think they'll use Morris in scoring opportunities, just because he's been successful doing it so far this year. So taking a shot, uh, I like the opportunity, like the player, uh, like the situation. So we'll give it a look, and hopefully we're able to, like you said, get a score out of it. That's my hope. Who wins, ice cream or dogs? Ice cream, it's not close. Um, curtain versus power. Start off with the curtain. Jordan Howard or Michael Thomas? Who would you start? Tough question to ask when I'm the only other guy on the show, huh? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's, I mean, it's easy, like we said before the show. If Sneed's out, you've obviously played Thomas. You're not going to have the chance to um, determine that. I think that I would I would roll the dice with Thomas. No yeah, sign, right no now sign. I have Howard slotted in there just because I think um, there's going to be volume there. Michael Thomas is still kind of a wild card. I still am not sure what his volume is on a weekly basis. Um you know, he's averaging about five catches and 60 yards or so. Um, I don't know. I, I'm really going to have to honestly make a choice. I'm going to have to sit down and look at what I think I need out of that position to win this matchup and really try to analyze it. I'm not going to make a pick on the whim. Um, try to actually do some projections, which I typically don't do, and try to figure out how many points I think I need to get out of that spot and roll with it. Yeah, that, uh, you could always ask Jeremy because he makes pre-game predictions and he's playing you this week, so I'm sure he can come up with something. Um, my question for Jeremy, should he trade Lamar Miller? Looking at this team, uh, Miller's been disappointing, although he has gotten a heavy workload so far. Hyde's been pretty good. Crabtree's been good. Decker, uh, he's been all right. I think he could get some real value for Miller. Uh, some real pieces, and I think he's maybe two weeks away from that value running out if Miller doesn't pick it up here soon. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I feel like he needs to do something. We talked about the Decker-Marshall combo. I feel like he needs to get rid of one, one of them more than he does Miller. I think the only thing that's holding Miller back right now is his touchdowns. I mean, 28, 25, 21 carries. With 106, 83, and 80 yards, he's getting the volume, he's getting the yards, he just needs to find the end zone. Um, touchdown in any of those weeks sends him to 20, 16, and 18 points if he can bust one in the end zone. So I don't think he's been that disappointed. You just you, you want him and need him to find the end zone. Um, but, man, I said it all preseason, and I still think it's kind of true. I just don't think this Houston offense is that good. Um, I think Hoyer's bad. Or not Hoyer. Um, Rock. Brock Osweiler. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. Like you said, the volume's been great with Miller, but he's just got to do a little more. Um, I thought he'd get involved a little more in the passing game. I think that's been, uh, been something I've been a little surprised. Only 10 catches so far this year, almost no yardage. Um, I thought he'd, I thought he'd be maybe a five, six catch sometimes guy, but hasn't been that way so far. Yeah, I think something I overlooked when you said it. I think the fact that you said that his Miller, the Miller value could uh, deteriorate quickly. I think is very true. Um, Tennessee this week, uh, certainly not a great defense, but you think Dick LeBeau is going to do something to slow that down and then he's got Minnesota and then kind of an easy week against Indianapolis and then Denver um, so there's going to be a couple down weeks in there in the next couple weeks so the value could start to shrink a little bit uh, but after the bye the schedule looks pretty good for Miller so I think it's going to be interesting to see what his value looks like after these weeks and if he still wants to move him or if he's willing to hold out for that schedule that looks pretty good after the bye. Well, it'll be interesting to see what uh see what he ends up doing. <clears throat> you got any bold predictions tonight, Ed? Well actually who wins? You or Jeremy? Uh, I'm gonna go with myself, which I usually don't do. Yeah, I'll take you too. Which I usually don't do. Um <laughs> You got any bold predictions tonight? All right, let's hear it. Think a couple more if you want me to. Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's have a run at it now. Right on yeah. the fly, full predictions. All right. Yeah. First one, I the only first one, only one I wrote down. I had thought about picking up. I think with Seth Bryan out, I'm gonna go with the Bryce Butler touchdown this week. Nice. Bryce Butler touchdown. That is bad. Um. All right, my quarterback bold prediction: Trevor Simeon, top five quarterback again this week. Um, at Tampa Bay, great opportunity. They've given up the most points in the league so far. And the sneaky secret about Denver is they throw it on the road and run the ball at home. And they're on the road this week. So, like Simeon at Tampa Bay, I think he's a nice start. Interesting. Um, I'll go... Let's go to Baltimore. I feel like it's a guy we've talked about way too much this year. I go with Joe Flacco, top five. This Oakland defense is bad, historically bad. Like most yards allowed since an absurd year. Bad. Yeah, that schedule's been pretty favorable so far for Baltimore. Very. You know, there were a lot of people, a lot of smart people, actually saying that. They like them to make the playoffs this year. I couldn't figure it out because the roster is terrible. Um, but they're making the most of an opportunity. And as much as you know, you you obviously hate Baltimore being a Steelers fan. You got to have a little respect for Flacco right now and what he's doing with this team. He he is a good quarterback. Sure. No. I liked I liked Flacco out of college. Uh, I like what he brings to the table. If he wasn't wearing a Ravens uniform, I think I would like him. I think he is a good quarterback. Um, I think he's done it year in and year out without a great receiver. Um, I think he made Torrey Smith look decent for a while. He's kind of resurrecting Mike Wallace. Uh, I thought it was interesting that until Flacco Ram Ram went in for a score last week, Nick Wallace was the only guy on the Ravens team to score a touchdown. Um, that, that kind of tells you how bad they are as a roster. Yeah, that's not what you want to hear ever. Um, all right, my running back bold prediction. Uh, I'll go Chris Ivory, top 10. Got the London game and uh, going against Indianapolis. That game's usually just a little groggy. It's usually some bad football. Usually a coach gets left there, uh, gets fired after the game. <laughs> I feel like that's probably more Gus Bus than uh, Pagano this week. I think Ivory, obviously he had the uh, swollen whatever it was issue a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um, 
So I think Ivory's coming back now, second week back from being healthy. And I think that they give him the rock because Yeldon just hasn't gotten it done so far. And no one's higher on this podcast than me on Yeldon. But um, right now I'm going to have to take a pass on Yeldon this year. I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. So I like Ivory this week. receivers, the Bears. Are they the Redskins of this year? Yes, they are. Okay. Did Don't that... let Shane... Man, I think that guy might have crossed the line. Guy might have just walked it out and then stepped back in and taken it out of the end zone. Um, Alright, my wide receiver bold prediction. Tyler Lockett will run a kickback, but he won't catch a wide receiver. He won't catch a touchdown. Just one touchdown for Tyler Lockett, and it'll be special teams game okay no has he gotten in the end zone yet this year no he he has 15 points this year right um he's beating that drum he's been terrible but he did he did have a nice kick return last week um he had four for 99 in week two Not, not a bad week there goose egg last week um he's due and speaking of do, do you got a two for one for us? I do. Oh and two last week. Questionable oh and two. You said you had the Lions at seven and a half when the game went off. I had them at seven when I made the prediction. Man, and and I said that they I, I legitimately felt they had a chance to win it outright. I said that I felt they would cover. If they didn't start so stinking slow, they would have beat the Packers. And when they got it going, Marvin Jones got going, they were in that game. Um the Jets got obliterated. Um, I'm going to come back to them here week four. The Jets plus two and a half. I'm going to say that they win that one. Who are they playing? I'm looking for it now. The Seahawks. The Seahawks. At home. Lockett's going to run one back though, so. Yeah, but here's why I'm taking it. Uh, I still think Russell Wilson is at 100%. I think this defense is still better than it. they've shown um, like <coughs> did last week in Seattle I feel like is notorious for struggling on the East Coast so when they come to New York New Jersey, wherever they may be I think they struggle the other one I'll go with even though I said Flacco would be top 5 um, I'm going to go with Oakland to beat Baltimore um, they if they can get a couple stops, I think they'll be okay. I still think this offense is pretty good. Um, Del Rio is certainly willing to roll the dice and do whatever it takes to win a game. I like that. Very Mike Tomlin-esque of him um, with these crazy two-point conversions. I know you're loving it. Yeah. Um, so, Oakland to win. Is that in Baltimore? Yeah, that's why I don't like it. Baltimore is one of the best home teams in football. Yeah, how bad is that by me? They just picked one team to struggle on the East Coast and the other one to win. Yeah. An idiot, huh? Sorry. You know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure home field advantage is really a thing anymore in the NFL. No, I mean, I think it is for certain teams. Um, I think it's a home field. The home field advantage plays a role for certain teams, and I think being away plays a role for certain teams. Like you just said, the Steelers... For whatever reason, it just stink on the road. They completely changed their game plan. They play differently on the road, um, and they stink doing it. Um, Seattle, when they come east, they usually stink doing it. Um, so I think there are some teams that stink on the road. Um, hopefully we've kind of slightly, I don't think we all agree on it, the three of us that are usually on the show, but I think we're closer to debunking Drew Brees at home in prime time. He played just fine last night, last week. He didn't play great, but he put up a good fantasy game. Yeah. Except we were closer. No, we're not. What do you throw, three touchdowns? Yeah. 
I mean, for the predictions we were getting, you thought he was a world beater at home. Only one person <laughs> predicted. Only one person made a wild prediction. The way it's talked about, though. I mean, I made a wild prediction. I said two. Yeah. Less. Yeah, but... I don't know. I just wanna, I Stein goes share, too far. I understand that. I want to share the nugget that I shared with you guys before that game started because I'm not sure how many people know it because it does seem like, and I and we all thought it, that Drew Brees, is, he kills the Falcons, but I heard it on another show, um, shared it with you guys, that the last four games before this Monday night game, he had thrown for over 300 yards and exactly one touchdown in four straight games against the Falcons, which... I thought it was shocking. I think you guys did as well. I actually looked it up to double-check and make sure the person that said it was correct, and they were. Because it certainly seems like that's a team he usually beats up on. I still don't feel like that's right. I'm going to have to look it up, too. But I know. I don't blame you for doubting my looking-up skills, but i got to talk. <laughs> I think Glenn was working well. That's not what I'm saying. I just want to see it and see if I can remember watching those games because I feel like they're always on Monday night two times a year whenever they play each other. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this thing up. It's been a doozy tonight. Um, we had some issues getting started. Had some issues 10 minutes in. Had a couple more issues about 20 minutes in. And I think by the 52-minute mark, which we're approaching, we put together a pretty good podcast for the end of it. So, um, uh, Showed up about like his team has been. Who? Fagley. Yeah, and Shane's... Shane's moving this week out of the apartment that him and Butler share. Butler's been moving out of it for the last three weeks. Um, hopefully he can actually finish that up this weekend. I am moving tomorrow as well. Big moving weekend. Um, yeah, should be some fun. Of course, it's raining this weekend, obviously. So, Thanks for listening. Good luck in week four. Thanks to Eddie for joining me. Thanks for Fagley for trying to join me. Uh, And we'll talk to you guys next week.